Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You bring people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice at my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, it's my time uh, <laughs> how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave and i'm john o'grady i'm jd i'm back <laughs> you're back <laughs> yes yes all the rumors were false we can take them off the milk carton that he was fired. Finally from found stuff. JD. He's that was fired from Disney. That's who else is fired from Disney? Ah, well, we'll get into that. Yep. <laughs> so, how was everyone doing? This was Thanksgiving week. Got to be a lot of big, wonderful stories from everyone. Like someone's child sneaking in behind them. <laughs> no, no, that's not news. That just happens every time. All right, what do you got to say? Hi. Good. We haven't talked about it yet. We aren't even that part. What did, okay, we're gonna get a sneak preview of uh, the show of the thing we're doing. What did you think? I thought it was good. You thought it was good? Oh, okay. Good for your review. Hug yeah. and kiss. Awesome. I love you. Okay, good night, buddy. Bye. Yeah, little and, snake, and little snake in the grass. <laughs> two great two big things were revealed in that. And we'll get to that too. All right. So how are you, JD? We haven't seen you in two weeks. How is, is life? Busy, 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 busy. We're in wrestling season right now. Finals are coming up for school. Just trying not to drown, basically. But I'm okay. I thought you were doing wrestling, yeah. not the not swimming. But up, up, but up. All right. So, so I have to ask two questions. First, how was your Thanksgiving? Good. Wife's been sick, so like like a uh, bad okay. case of stress. Uh, bad case of what do you call it? Bronchitis, brought on by allergies. So I think we have to yeah. get rid of the car because we moved into this house two years ago and we haven't gotten rid of the carpeting yet. Uh-huh. Um, it's just always yeah. something we wanted to do, but we just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. But now I think we have to because the bronchitis is really bad. It's making those allergies flare up. So we were at home for Thanksgiving, just the intermediate family. But it was nice. We had a turkey. You know, I got to see my family. So it was good. Let's... Took my kid to pro wrestling last Wednesday. That's always <laughs> Yeah, good. I saw the pictures. Yeah. yeah we, had a, we had a good time. So yeah, we're good, man. Cool, cool. And then the other question I have to ask, because you haven't been here, what did you think of Wakanda Forever? I liked it. I thought it was okay. good. I didn't I didn't like it as much as Black Panther. Okay. I don't think it's a traditional superhero story. Mm. That's kind of what I liked about it. But yep. uh, I don't know. It was it worked for me, but I don't mainly cuz Coogler is so good and he I think he provided us an interesting story, but it's not a it's not really a superhero story. It's like trying to figure out what to do when the superhero's not around kind of story. Mm-hmm. And if this wasn't if this wasn't the, if Chadwick Boseman hadn't died the way he did and left this giant hole, I might feel different. But I really feel like this was a movie that mourned the loss of an actor and a character. So as an experiment, it was interesting. Not my favorite, but but not bad by any stretch of the imagination. I, I I enjoyed it. Okay. Did you listen to our review? 
no, I was afraid. I heard it got interested. And I'm like, I don't want to take sides. Just, I heard it got, I heard it got personal. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit this one out. It's no, just, no, you gotta, you gotta listen. I'm gotta afraid. Listen. I'm literally afraid to listen. No, to no, you'll, 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 I'm fine with you listening. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yes. Put it on your to-do list. It's your homework for next week. Okay. Done. <laughs> All right. How about you, John? Well, I overate. I spent time with Thanksgiving. Spent time with my nephews. They gave me a parting gift. I'm on some cold medicine right now. Uh, I've got the heavy dose of honey with the herbal tea. And, uh, you know, we'll see how I feel tomorrow. Because, <laughs> you know, I just started feeling it like a little bit before I left this morning at 530 when I drove mm. all the, you know, the three out four hours it took me to get home. So really, really fun. Otherwise, eh, it was, you know. Had a good turkey day, watched a few things. I have recommendations, so cool. we'll talk about that at the end. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been a good week. Good. How about you? <laughs> oh, there That's, you go. When you're the second one, Three, you have to do that. Two, you know? one. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid to ask. Okay. This week has been a very interesting month. <laughs> It's one of those that's, like that's a hell of a statement, sir. Do you ever have one of those yeah. weeks just like gets away from you, and the next thing you know, it's Sunday again, and you're here recording a podcast? Like, kind of, kind of what it feels like for me after spending all all that time being accosted by three nephews. But go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, it was you know it's Thanksgiving week, so Tuesday night I went over to my girlfriend's and spent the night because we got up early Wednesday and baked pies and made stuff. Prep, did prep work for Thanksgiving, which ended up being more work than I thought it was. I mean, we made five pies, so yeah, but it ended up being more work than I thought it was going to be and made cranberry sauce from scratch. Have you ever done that? It's so much better that way. It what really is. Hmm. So yeah, she made a huge batch, gave me some, kept the rest, you know, for her family. And then, then Wednesday morning or Wednesday, I mean, Wednesday night, she dropped me off Wednesday morning, had to or Thursday morning, had to get up super early to go to my daughter's to put the turkey in the oven because I'm the one who makes the turkey and the stuffing. So, you know, it's one of those, like, by the time you get to the end of the day, you're like, oh, I'm done. I've had enough, you know, like, no, I enjoyed myself. We had a great time. Turkey came out great. But then Friday, I, I was off from work, did some stuff around the house. And then they asked my girlfriend, do you want to just go out and get a couple of drinks? And she's like, okay, but you know, later, like eat dinner at home. Okay. So we just had leftovers for dinner and then we went to a local place and decided to get appetizers. So the both of us are walking out of this, out of the, the bar, like, Oh my God, why did we do that? <laughs> She's like eating Tums by the handful. Yeah. So it was a, a terrible gluttonous week. And then the worst thing that happened was her uncle passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. Yesterday, Damn. so looks like, and I'll be, I'll probably be going with her. Be going next weekend to West Virginia for a funeral. So, yeah. just post it because it's going to be Saturday. I don't, I don't know when we'll be back. It's a ten hour drive to West Virginia, so yeah, so it'll be yeah. uh, bit of a haul. Yep. So she's figuring out if we're going to go Friday night and stay until Saturday, or go drive early Saturday and then. Stay Saturday night, come back Sunday. So, ugh, yeah. So it was a bummer, but you know, I had a good Thanksgiving. I have, I've told you guys, I have three granddaughters, right? My daughter's pregnant with my fourth. Twins are Amelia and Alice. 
And oh, then, I thought you said she was bringing up twins again. I was about to say, oh my god, really? <laughs> oh wait, I want to. I got. I got a story about that in a second too. And then Claire's the two-year-old, and it's like Claire has even been funny with me since she was born. Like she, she gets afraid of like people and stuff. So and then she'll she like you know she'll cry if I pick her up sometimes. But on Thursday, like she walks up to me with a book, hands it to me, says read, and jumps in my lap. And like that's how she was with me all day. So that was. That made it a great Thanksgiving for me. You know? That's cool. That's really yeah. cool. You know, I mean, hmm. having three toddlers climbing all over you is another story for eight hours. But... Yeah, but they're not yours. So you can give them back. Exactly. You know? Yes. That's when, the great part of like, being a grandparent. Preferably yes. after giving them a cappuccino and a puppy. My 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 son, the 20 year old, was smart and sat in the other room and played video games. Wise. <laughs> <laughs> So we're not doing social media, but I have two things I saw on social media that, that, well, one thing I posted as a joke. Okay. So I posted a picture of an ultrasound with triplets. Right. And then there's like, and I copied and pasted this from a friend's Facebook. And it's one of these, like, you know, Oh, the end of 2022, 2023 is going to be interesting. Blah, 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 blessing, blah, blah. And then it's like, so you can't do that. You can't do that. The very last sentence is, I don't know whose triplets these are, but I hope they have, I hope they're happy and and healthy. And and how many people fell for him? Like, "Ah, ah, ah," you know, wait, hold on. Okay, continue. Sorry. (laughs) One, okay. Do you remember Scott? John Scott Stopper was my boss at a point role. Barely. Like, he messaged me, like, hey, are you okay? What's going on? Congratulations. I'm like, oh, God. And then my brother in law called me so yes see it's why you can't put those things because people don't actually read read the whole thing yeah they just they they see two sentences and their brain fills in the rest (laughs) so first Mm -hmm. off we i obviously karen and i have no plans to have children because we're both 48 old (laughs) old. also she's had a hysterectomy she can't have children so yes but yeah that's because i I posted it but then i i did message her and i'm like should i take this down are you okay she's like no that's fine she thought it was funny but i was like okay and then when all these people started messaging and whatnot she's like it's a good thing you didn't tag me in that people are (laughs) dumb man (laughs) yeah yeah so you guys remember the who would win podcast we had one of the hosts on a while ago um it's really they oh yeah yeah yeah. i do remember that yes 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 they had an interesting you know they put up who you know this versus this but they're not actually episodes they just do this uh, polls in their facebook group every once in a while and this one had me thinking a little bit because they they got specific with the versions they said the toby mcguire spider-man versus the ben affleck batman spider-man always all day twice on sunday (laughs) yeah you think He's got spider powers. Spider sense, yeah. Spider sense trumps all. Even yeah. Death Battle did that, and the biggest, the biggest is the spider. The biggest sense, problem yeah. was, yeah, like Batman, yeah, can't, Batman can't prep time ESP. You know, mm-hmm. Spider Man knows he's prep timing. Yep. And then you know you add in like his 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 training with Iron Fist and Way of the Spider, or was it Shang Shang Chi? Shang Chi, right? And his Way of the Spider and his super so, strength and like there's I'm just not. I mean it's interesting because a lot of people just write out say Batman because they're he's their favorite character regardless yes. of the of the version 
but yeah, like one of the rules with who who would win as well is no prep time. Like neutral location, they just meet out of nowhere, and which is and what Death battle. battle does. And again, it was it, yeah. it, it, nine times out of ten. Or, well, yeah, a, a thousand times out of a thousand times, it's just it's it's Spider Man because you you know if, if he if he had prep time, the only well, prep also, that like, Bruce Wayne would do even though, is even, to send a nuke to where Spider Man was because that <laughs> it's just like no other way. And yeah, he can only be true. so strong where he has the proportionate strength of a spider, but he has super strength is, is really the simple yeah. way to put it. Yeah. Like And the one... only time the only times he's gonna Batman's gone up against Superman, if you want to you know say, well, he's done super strength before, is when he had kryptonite around. Right. Right. Or or you know, or well, in the Dark Knight Returns, I mean he had he had ultimate prep time, but he was in a tank and then he had a a, a power suit on and the power suit just got ripped to shreds so you know there's no way yeah and it's funny too because i thought i was thinking too like the only they always talk about heroes and their weaknesses and spidey's biggest weakness is his sense of responsibility whereas like the whole thing was like if he had to stop batman or save a group of people you know most heroes was going to save the group of people but he definitely would but like batman's not going to put a group of civilians in harm just to beat spider-man so Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. There you go, guys. If you're listening to this episode, there's your answer. <laughs> no need to debate it. So, yeah, that's that's it. That is no social media madness. Because this week is so nuts for me, I was not on <laughs> social media much at all. But if you want to be a part of social media, if you want to follow us on social media, be part of social media madness for next week. Why would you want to, realistically? <laughs> I, why do this? Why do that to yourself? Here's our good friend D-Square to tell you more. It's the holidays. Talk to your family. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter, at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, The Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Call your mom. Call your mom. You know... You're talking to one of those guys, but all the same, like Twitter's a hellscape right now. You don't want to be part of that. So thanks for that, Don. And don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds podcast available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And now we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Did we just have a blip in the Matrix? <laughs> yes. Yes, we did. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, we are back. We got a little bit of news to talk about here. This first one came out of the blue on over the weekend, and that is that Bob Chapek is out as CEO 
from Disney, and Bob Iger is back. So I don't know. It seemed interesting. It seemed out of the blue, but yet the more the, the more I've heard things about it, like it makes a lot of sense. No one liked JPEG. No, so. no, nobody. Nobody like across across the board, like from the park. They got a friend who's part of Disney Park System. Oh my God, he's been awful for us. I know a lot of the people on the creative side of things weren't fans of Chapek. Like it was not a it was not a good corporate marriage there. So you got to bring in the big dog. But here's here's the point that I heard that I thought was very interesting is that they brought him in as a pandemic CEO to mm-hmm. assure that they stayed profitable during the pandemic, and now that it's winding down they could put Iger back in place. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Possible. I mean, like, I don't know, man, these corporate things, they say one thing and do another all the time. Like afterwards, like, well, he was our pandemic CEO. Now that we're out of the pandemic, we're going to get it back to the guy. That, I don't know. Like, no, like they didn't, that's not a statement from them. This was an, an, an analyst yeah. that I was watching. Was yeah. But people it. say things and people like, anytime <laughs> something shows up in the media, I'm, it's a planted story essentially. Yeah. Right. It's people, everything is spin. So, I mean, if Iser's the man, why is he out? You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's all weird to me, but I do think he'll do a better job running Disney because he has before. Yeah. I mean, I, I just go back to D23 from this year, and he was at a panel and walked out and got booed, like, by yeah, the fans. That's, but that's the, I mean, if Ron Perlman went, if Ron Perlman went to a Marvel panel, people would boo his ass too. The guy who oh. owned Marvel for generations, not, not Hellboy. <laughs> I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> I was way off on that one. Pearlmutter, pardon me. Yeah. Like my brother's a huge Disney fi. Is that what they call them? Like he goes to the parks all the time and, and all that stuff. And JPEG has said things like he wanted to price the middle class out of Disney and wanted it for the upper class. They already have. Do you know what? <laughs> my, no my surprise there. Yeah, have you my... been to Disney? My my sister my sister's been trying to go. She she only goes through like between her her company and and, yeah, and that, certain yeah. other things going for every discount she can because otherwise you're spending like five hundred bucks a kid it's a for fortune. like two days. It's ridiculous. It's a freaking fortune between yeah. staying and like surviving, right? Right, right. Like, but I mean he a did fortune. a lot of things to push it even more. Even more. Yeah, you're right. right. He you're got right. rid of the meal plans, which I thought was ridiculous. Then he was starting this thing where they kind of were, it was paying for fast pass. And there were all these rumors that that was trying to make it so that they wanted to see if people were willing to pay for fast pass, would they be willing just to pay to go on the rides in the future? That's what you're already paying to go in the park. That's right up there with the people that I've heard. I've heard that the big automakers are going to start doing subscription services on things like heated seats. They already did. control. There are already a few that did. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, the technology is already built into your car, mm-hmm. but you have to pay a subscription pay to, to turn it on. Motherfuckers, I hate which which somebody would like like me would just give them a middle finger. Go go grab my my kit and go to the car and turn it on myself because that's just you know if I have to pull a chip, I would. go grab your kit and do it yourself. Is that what you call a thing between your legs? Your kit? <laughs> I, hey, I go grab my kit and I tell them to do it himself. I get to my, get my kit, you know, yeah, you know my kit. No, no, I'm just I'm just one of the most dangerous animals in tech. I am a software developer with with a set of of torques screwdrivers so like you know i if i have to go in and pull a chip and you know go get an aftermarket chip that's reprogrammable i'll i'll, I'll do an eprom and put it in there and turn it on i just that but the the point is like 30 percent of that it's all ridiculous it is all absolutely ridiculous that they keep that all these companies keep pushing us to pay more money 
and and yeah, no, my like my sister is saying this is probably the last year she'll go to Disney World because she just well, can't afford it. Anymore. And that's the thing, though, is they're gonna like they're gonna hit that point where they're gonna try to make it exclusive only to rich people, and they're gonna realize that it's gonna hurt tourism in Kissimmee, which is gonna that's the lifeblood of the state of Florida. If you and, make it and Orlando in general, right? Yeah, well, Kissimmee specifically, Kissimmee is nothing but theme parks and whatnot. Right. But yeah, the Orlando, the greater Orlando area, right. like you're when you price out the middleman. Then you then all the businesses connected to Disney hurt. Yes, right, and yeah. it's not going to be good because then something else, then something will take its place, right? And we've seen this happen time and time again with business, right? It's yeah. not, it's not the right, it's not the right move. Like I know corporate these big corporate things like think that that's the move over time. Like, well, look at we were making jokes about Twitter earlier, right? Like Musk is like sort of the idea of well, maybe I should just make everybody pay to use Twitter. Okay, then no one will use Twitter, but idiots like these dorks that pay one of my dearest friends paid for a Twitter account because we could have a check mark just so we could have a bit on my wrestling show where hmm. I made fun of him for paying for it. And I'm like, so what do you actually think about it? Like, in, like legit. He's like, this is fucking not worth eight dollars a month. But there's like idiots that will pay eight dollars a month so they can have a blue check that doesn't mean anything. No, there there, there are hack well hackers or or organizations out there that will pay that eight dollars a month. So they can spread misinformation about targeted companies or whatever. But that's the thing, though, is you, Twitter is so useless at this point. Like none of the major, they've lost all their major advertisers. Yes. Like yeah, we're one have. step away from, I'll refrain from the joke I was about to make. No pillow jokes here. We're one step away from like, you know, commemorative coins and stuff like that being sold on Twitter as the primary source. Because like all the real advertisers. And reverse mortgages. Like, and reverse mortgages. That's the other one. Like we're one step away from that. Because it's just like when you try to make when you go too far in this direction, the consumer rejects it and you ruin something that people really like. And we've seen it before. We've seen it before. It's not yeah. like this hasn't happened countless times. I, it's it's the problem is and with any business is this idea that like if we didn't make more money than we made last year, then we failed. Yes. You no, know? no. If you haven't made an obscene amount of more it's money, about beating right? projections because, right it's what the it's whatever for it will they project for you you have to beat it right because right. projections because you and if make, you don't beat the projection you failed and it's like well but you right. still made money yes right. you still and you still made more even if you made more than last most of these companies actually almost all of them is like yeah we made 20 million more that's than why we did companies, last year that's but why the projection was 40 million because and, they don't and, beat and the, the projection price, yeah, and then, and then the price goes down on the stock. It's not, about, it's, it's not it's even stupid. about profit. It's not about profitability anymore. It's about wildly being wildly profitable, yeah. right? It doesn't make any sense. It's, was, it's unchecked capitalism. That's, it, that's it's the exact, late stage it, capitalism. It is nation. late stage capitalism. You're right. Hmm. I was so, but this has been going on for a while now. It's been good. So I was listening to this podcast, you guys on wrestling guy, and they're talking about it in the 80s. And they mentioned that this, like, Georgia, Atlanta was this big wrestling territory, but it didn't like it was on HBO when HBO was young. It was on, it was like the launch suit TBS, right? TBS Superstation became popular because of this wrestling show. People like it was number one show on television. But when you crunch the numbers, it wasn't making a lot of money, mm -hmm. right? So what happened was somebody else took it over. They became wildly profitable and they were out of business six months later. And they came back and they said that the moral of that story was that. The profitability wasn't there, but everybody was paid. 
they had money to line the sh- to like pay off people that worked in like arenas and pay off like commissions and they kept the money moving so that everybody had a little bit of taste and like the business itself wasn't super profitable but everybody who worked there was paid yeah, yeah. some guy came and ran it like a sawmill and like he cut a bunch of people he slashed all these things and he made it super and he made everybody around him miserable while making a ton of money and six months later Vince McMahon bought it mm-hmm. like so it's like so what did you really do you had six great months and then you were done yep right and it was like and this kind of it made a light bulb go off in my head where like we always talk about and it's not we like we don't talk about this but like in in society we talk about how it's about maximizing profits well how many companies have operated on that concept that just don't exist anymore right i remember doing a big video for sears about six seven years ago sears doesn't exist Yep. doesn't exist anymore right and i'm looking around going this is stupid this is this is a giant waste of money like right but it, but but you're talking about <clears throat> sears in the context of there was sears jc penny oh yeah, all, yeah all the now you have the super mega stores walmart mm-hmm. goes in wrote lowers their prices destroys all mom and pop stores in a certain area and then raises their prices once all those yeah. places are gone yeah but jc penny and sears were doing that uh, you know decades before Right. right, but but now Blockbuster too. Blockbuster did it to mom and pop shops, then Blockbuster yeah, but, got wiped but, out. You know, true. But, but they they were well. Blockbuster Walmart and Target are super aggressive to local companies. And and they and, and the, their are. companies are too big. They have too much, too much, too much sitting money mm-hmm. just sitting in barrels. Hundred percent. You know, so they they can afford to continue to this to to the point but where like, they're monopolies. But block. I just mentioned Blockbuster. Blockbuster is a great example we were just talking right. about, right? Because Blockbuster put out all the mom and pop businesses, yeah. right? Blockbuster. But they, but they were but, beaten by technology. Not only that, but Blockbuster was mm-hmm. also beaten by the fact that they became so obscenely expensive, right? Right. Is that they were charging these ridiculous like late fees and restocking fees and rewinding fees back in yeah. the VHS day to the point where it cost you more money to rent a video in 1998 than it currently <laughs> costs to stream something on True. Amazon Prime 20 some years later. Yep. That's that's there you go. And now they're they got to, not only was it technology that put them out, but it was a refusal to adapt their business. And it was the same deal. Netflix did it better, faster, cheaper. Yeah. Well, right? Netflix started sending the DVDs to the mail and Step then one. and then they built and then they they undercutting Blockbuster and then they built up the, the they whoever, built up whoever, the next stage. Right. Yeah. Whoever ran Netflix back then had a freaking crystal ball. Really? Like really. Yeah. To build up the streaming before streaming was actually even possible and so have that ready. Blockbuster Man. Blockbuster Entertainment in the mid-90s was one of the most powerful corporations in America. They merged with Viacom, like much yep. like AOL, and now they don't exist. Yep. So uh, oh, just to bring it back, Disney, <laughs> Disney just raised their prices on like I have I have Hulu with ads, Disney without ads, and ESPN with ads, and they just raised my price to $15. I think it went up like $2. Yeah. So streaming. But when you when you crunch that, you're like, that's three, that's three platforms that hit just about every desire you have for 15 bucks. It's still better than cable. (laughs) You know, like there's there's no anime on there. So no. no, For for you, for you, for (laughs) the for a normal human being. Well, I don't even like, oh my god, that's I don't even want ESPN though. It's getting ridiculous with all this. I don't have I don't know, I don't have ESPN. All the subscription yeah. services are are getting ridiculous too. Where we talked about it, we talked about it for years on the show. When do we hit marks? When do we hit peak marks at market? When do we hit peak market saturation with these streaming platforms? We're there. 
yeah they're there. Starting, look at look starting just, to contract. Just this weekend, a holiday movie came out on with Will Farrell and Ryan Reynolds called Spirited, I which I think Spirit. is a like a, another take on oh, yeah. uh, Scrooge. Scrooge, yeah, and it's a musical and and whatnot. And like all these people are praising. Them. I saw commercials for it. And I thought it was coming to the theater, and it's like so no, it's on, it's on What's Apple it on? TV. Oh, I watched. It. All right, I'll and never, it's like, well, I I'm not going to get Apple TV. Like this is ridiculous. But like, weird, I mean, it's weird, Al, weird Al's movie is on Roku. That's free. Anyone but that's can watch free. Movies. Exactly. That's the big but it, difference. You have to have a Roku, right? But no. here's here's you my can thing. Watch it on like, you know, no, you could watch it on your laptop. Oh, okay. For free. The Roku channel is free for anybody. Interesting. But here was my it's point. Another is streaming that, service I have to. Put. <laughs> yeah, like, but here's here's my point with with the, with the streaming services is that more and more they're putting money out to make these like big things to draw people in and. But I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. And hey, if people listening can can tell me I'm right or wrong here, I do think more and more I hear from people like, "No, this is ridiculous." Like, I am not signing up for twenty. Oh yeah, services. So oh, like, absolutely. I'm just not going to go. I'm not going to sign up for Apple TV. So I just won't see it. I'm, well, that's how I'm at. So you're basically hmm. cutting your possible audience down majorly. Like instead of putting money out to make this and then distributing it on DVD, Blu-ray, okay. or Yes. Other other platforms. But look at it like this: if you're if you having been on this side of the fence as a filmmaker, mm-hmm. you need to pay to make your movie. Right. Like I talked before, everyone needs to get paid. So if you sell yourself to a distributor, right? Because that was the back in the day, like right. a decade and a half ago, you were looking, you were marketing your film to a distributor. Once your film was distributed, or once it was a distributor, it was up to the distributor to put it out, to put it into the marketplace. And then you were limited by what the distributor would do anyway. So once you've made your product, it's kind of out of your hands, right? And you might not like it, but you know, but it's buyer beware, or in this case, seller beware, right? right? If you're going to sell yourself to Apple TV or Prime or whatever, you have to understand that you're going to make money, but you're cutting off your potential audience. And it is what it is. is. Because again, I get for most creators like, well, okay, I get to do something else. Right. And it just is just the nature of it. It's like comics, man. Like I want to read a comic. Like if I have to read the, the, the big events, right? Like no matter what Marvel was doing with the X-Men books, I was not buying new mutants. I just wasn't going to do it. Yeah. I didn't like the book. So, you know, I just, you're going to try to make me buy this, but I'm not going to do it. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's why those things, the nature of those things changes. Like capitalism and consumerism will push us to our breaking point of what, when, what, at what point will we stop spending? And usually they listen to the market and they'll stop. And that, but that's what, that's the point I'm getting to is like mm-hmm. all of these companies are like, well, we're just going to make our own platform because we want to control it. And we want to make all the money, but right. all you're doing is saying, no, we want to create a smaller market and not make as much money. And that's the problem is you're right. Everyone thought about, I want all this money for myself. And like, it hasn't worked for anybody because we're Michelle and I watched house of dragon, this mm-hmm. great show. And we're looking at like the production, like it's unbelievable. She's like, how do they pay for this? And I said, I don't know. Like it all comes from retaining subscribers, right? Cause at this point you're not trying to grow your subscriber base. We've hit that. No one's growing. It's about retaining them. And is this stuff enough to retain your base? And I think the answer is no. But at the same time, if you don't produce these things, then you're going to lose everybody. And then what? Right. Because that's the thing. A lot of the stuff that's made by third parties does eventually end up on Blu-ray or some other platform to be able Mm -hmm. to watch it. Mm -hmm. But the stuff that's exclusively made by that platform just lives on that platform. For now. But but also keep in mind that there. If you go, if if you look at like mathematics and business, there is the concept of like 
oh, what was it? Just slipped my mind. Like, if you have enough people, we have we just hit eight billion people on the planet, right? We Too have, many people. Sorry. We have we have was it three hundred and thirty six million people in America, and that is enough people that you can have all these streaming services and and have enough subscribers to each one to fund each one, right? And the thing and the thing is that yeah, a, a lot of people will have a number of them. And that number might change, but I think we're getting to a point now where we're getting saturated, like you said, we're at saturation point, but now it's just going to be like a fight over keeping your subscribers, but like, that's just going to, it's just going to ebb and flow now for, for a couple of years. And he like, will. You know, it, it'll go up and down for all these, all these, all these mm -hmm. subscriptions, you know, like one guy puts out another a house of dragon, whatever. So everybody goes you, to Netflix <clears throat> and goes away again, and goes to something else. And it's just going to be like that for a while, like, while we're waiting for some of these others to either to give up the ghost contract. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. But the thing but is, <clears throat> but, but here's the thing is this what we talked about is these things could all function if the idea of these giant conglomerations wasn't to maximize profits at all times because you could keep this stuff going fine if your ceo didn't have to make 800 million dollars a year right and it's called economies of scale that's what right. i was getting at so like if you have enough people you know then enough people to support that many in the like actual people in the united states and and wherever they're selling these subscriptions then it doesn't it doesn't matter you know that it's split people down the down the middle or into 10 different groups or whatever, because there's enough people, there's enough people to, to, to support it, you know? So like we, we may, we may get a little contraction and then like, there's enough people to just support 10, 12 different streaming systems for however long. And then, and you know, it, our population keeps growing. So we've, there, you know, it, it. There may be enough population to support more later. It's, it's just economies of scale. It's just what it is, you know. True, but here's an interesting thought. So there's obviously people talking about how businesses run and how they like screw people over. Cable companies created arbitrary borders, right? So they won't compete with each other. What they do is they cross over in little areas so that. They're not considered a monopoly because they can sit there and say, well, we compete with this person in this market. We compete with this person, this company in this market. But if, if they were said, no, you've got to be national and you all have to compete with each other, prices for cable would be ridiculously low. And I don't know if, if Netflix and those companies would have ever taken off the way they did. Because if you were only paying, let's say, 50 bucks a month for all the channels on cable, would you bother, you know, signing up for Netflix? Oh, uh, yeah, probably not. I mean, honest to God, we. I mean, and it's and it's funny because I know I have a real story where that works. I have a friend who lived in like Allentown, and that's one of those towns where there's three cable companies that intersect. And he told me he had this is going back years ago. He had like all the channels and was paying thirty bucks a month. He moved to Philadelphia and said, "What are my choices for cable?" And the and the landlord said, "Choices Comcast. Here's the number." And he said he he was shocked how much they were charging, where where he originally lived. It was so much less, you know, yeah. because there's no competition for them. So, yeah, it's <laughs> sorry. Bless you. I couldn't find them. I couldn't hit the mute button fast enough. No, you're right. Like if there was if if there was a legit free market, it yeah. would work. But the problem is we don't have free markets anywhere. No, right. It does not. It's not real. This concept of a free market. You're also right. There would not be a cable company dedicated to a town. Well, this town has this. Well, what right. else? You know, like. 
or like you or the the the, the competition is dish and it's like oh, i don't need that and for us this is back eight years now we got rid of cable or my wife's like this is insane what we're paying for cable and we barely watch it yeah. And then, like, again, it was like getting off a crack. You're like, I, I can't do it. And then <laughs> fell in love with Roku. And I'm like, oh, I don't need anything. Right. I, this is all I need. Yeah. Spe- you know? Speaking of all this, I just want to say, I just I just look up the Disney Plus. Like, like I said, I've got ESPN. And I didn't want it. Right. Uh-huh. They do not have a bundle with just uh, just Disney Plus and Ooh. Hulu without I don't without, think I, without I don't, ads. I don't every, think we bundle every, it. To be honest with you, because no, I they have do, Disney. They do. They they have. They I have, I don't think I have a bundle. I think I pay for Disney right. Plus well, and I, Roku separately. Well, I grandfathered in because I had Hulu before, and then Disney. Same. Right. So, mm-hmm. but now, but now they're changing them. You've only got to the end of this year, and they're they're changing. They're gonna. You probably have an email in. But the thing is, like, there is no bundle. There's no bundle yeah, my, where you can get Hulu and Disney without ads that doesn't include ESPN as well. Yeah, my that's that's the funny thing. My son-in-law was in the same boat. Um, I wonder yeah. if he saw the email yet because he was. They don't have ESPN, but they have yeah. Hulu and and Disney. But that brings up that like they're doing exactly the same thing that cable companies do because the the reason why some of the cable company bills are so high is because the NFL, the the NBA, yep. and the MSL. Oh yeah, just, yep. they Sports they charge rights. outrageous freaking amount, and like the cable company can. You know, they don't they, sure. they either... okay hold hold on they because i'm because again the wrestling podcast I, I have this on the side they're not charging the nfl like these people are bidding these cable companies well, yeah now they're bidding them right tens of hundreds of millions of dollars because for the it's... rights to show this stuff because live sports right. is the only consistent draw on television but yeah, the only everything way to else subsidize that... flows. right the, the only way to subsidize that bill is to charge all of their subscribers whether they wanted it or not correct and now disney's doing the same thing with the espn because disney owns espn and they gotta right. pay for that they gotta pay pay like four billion dollars for ufc so they gotta pay for that stuff right all so, right. so basically they're another ugh, it's another cable company maybe that's yeah, but we cut, that, a bunch, like but that's the thing though but that's the thing, though, is yeah, I think, and I think Disney is trying to be that. When you look at it, because you have Hulu for your network, you have Disney for like your your all encompassing, and you have ESPN. Legitimately, they're trying to be the one stop shop, and they're the only ones that have the opportunity to make that claim. Warner is still playing catch up from being Warner. The you know Paramount, Viacom, whatever it is these days, they're they can't do it. Netflix is getting into the rumor is Netflix is going to be getting into live sports. They're already flirting with IRL racing, right? Oh, good. XFL is coming back, right? Hey, Dwayne, dude, Dwayne (laughs) owns the XFL now. It's gonna like that dude. It's going to be a minor league football thing, but it's gonna make money now, man. Hmm. Speaking of rumors, we have a show. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of rumors. This is a rumor that has popped up many times, and I don't, I still don't believe it. But apparently, there are more sources reporting on it this time. They're saying Kathleen Kennedy is going to be out as the head of Lucasfilm, which uh, I've heard that before. I mean, everyone, I haven't watched it yet, but everyone's loving Andor, so I can't see. Everyone is loving. I've never heard one negative thing about Andor. Like, no. and again, I didn't I didn't love Rogue One. I really think Rogue One is one of the weaker Star Wars films that has just this phenomenal ending. Like in Cassie and Endor was not a favorite character, but I have not heard one person say a single negative thing about no, Andor. I have not. So I I can't everyone loves Mandalorian. Like she's made she's in charge of all that stuff. She's made a really good TV well, the, shows. So I don't know why was it, yeah but wasn't Mandalorian what's his name for Marvel? took it that that was in charge of that it wasn't her i 
it was Feige did Feige, it, but right? she had to green light it. She's the boss. Yeah. She could have right. said no to it. Well, yeah, but the things that she's been directly involved in have not gone so well. You know, like the last three Star Wars movies. Well, let's not get into that. But I will say that that's just she made poor choices and now she's making better choices. I think that's, that's business. OK, OK. I, look at it like this. She made poor choices and she's had the opportunity to go back and make better choices. How often does that happen? Right. right. They're, Usually they're, you're kicked out once you right. make the bedroom because you've cost them money. Because <laughs> she's but she's powerful and respected. Yeah. Right. And again, now now would not be the time to fire her was in like 2017 after yeah. 2018. Yeah, after, not now. Yeah, whenever whenever Jedi came or whenever Skywalker came out, that was the time to axe her. Now she's actually been fine. Like everything they've done in the last three years has been really good. Well, yeah. let's see if Iger likes her though, right? I, who hired her? I mean, she's been there. Like he made the deal. He made the Disney deal, the, the deal to buy Lucasfilm. And she comes over from Lucasfilm. Yeah. Like she was part of the deal. That's where, that's where one of the things that I read, read that where they're saying the rumor comes from is they're saying Iker doesn't like her, but you're right. He's the one that brought her in. So yeah, that would be a weird move for him to come back and then get rid of her. I don't especially. Think I mean, considering this thing just happened, really, yeah. like it just happened. I don't think he's thinking about that right now because it's no. working. These guys don't fuck with stuff that's working. That's like someone goes, well, Feige might be out. Why? It's working. You know, yeah, I think I think it's just I think the mistake I think her mistake with the the prequel or the sequel trilogy was not hiring someone to give it an, a unified vision. Yeah, that was the problem is they didn't have George Lucas on there, you know, guiding the ships. Mm. Yeah, but when you hear the stories he wanted to do, mm. I meant just like uh, not him specifically, uh, but just like that unified <laughs> vision of like, you know, this is what these movies are going to be like Feige. Basically, Feige essentially runs Marvel the way Lucas did Star Wars. There's not a lot of difference. Yeah. But I mean, his basically Lucas wanted just the six movies he made to be about Darth Vader. And then anything after that had nothing to do with the Skywalker family. Because well, he was done with them. You know, yeah. he, he really felt like he closed the loop in 1983. Like, so he has not been interested in doing anything with them since. And I, I like the new Star Wars movies, but in retrospect, I don't think they're necessary. Yeah. Like, I don't think they added a lot to the, I mean, like just from what we've, cause we've gotten since has been so much better. Right. I think yeah. that's my qualm with them is like, they're not bad, but they're just, they so lack from just coherency, like from yeah. one to the other, there's just no. There's no overarching vision to it. And that bothers me. Like we set stuff up that doesn't go anywhere, you know? And that's, yeah. I read this article about how the problem is JJ Abrams mystery box marketing. Ooh, what's in this? What's hmm. that? And they're making another movie. Like, well, we don't, I don't care what that is, which is a problem. Like if you set up all these mysteries, the plot need, the stories need to drive around what those are, you know? Isn't that the problem with lost? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's, that's why they're JJ Abrams mark. Like that's, it's a flaw in his work. He's really good at getting you invested. And I and I also not as good at paying it off. I feel like that's why he walked away after doing one movie. He well, wanted to hire. set up all this ooh stuff yeah. and then walk away from it so he didn't have to finish it. Well, that's the thing too, is like they doesn't he wasn't hired to finish. They already had Ryan Johnson on board to do that movie before he even finished the second movie. That was and that was a Kathleen Kennedy thing because she didn't have 
a Kevin Feige at the time to guide the ships. Yeah. Right. We didn't have like if Dave Filoni was in charge at the time and be like, okay, this is what, this is what seven, eight, nine are going to be. Mm-hmm. And then we could like get in the room and talk about it. That's the problem is nobody got in the room and talked about these things, which is fucking amazing to me. You had these billion dollar movies that were just not like not planned out. No. It's astounding to me, especially because Lucas was so meticulous with everything. It's wild, man. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, again, he didn't have the same plan that we... Like, he didn't have a plan, but yet he thought about it as he went through. Like, And they all made sure it connected and made sense. But it's his story. So, I'm like, if you kind of know... Because, again, when you're writing, and again, Lucas, <laughs> you know, speaking as a writer, when you know where you're going you can veer you can let stuff kind of you can let stuff kind of change and evolve as you go along with your story but you kind of know where you're going right the problem was is you it was like this was a game of telephone yeah right it was like an experiment like i'm gonna write this part of the story you're gonna write this part of the story and you're gonna write this part of the story and be angry about the last movie so screw with that guy the last guy's but that's the and that's the thing is like they just weren't interested in doing each other's that's a terrible way to make a sequel a series of if you're letting them do their own movies, right? Like they did with like Rogue One and Solo, like and those movies kind of like existed on their own. It is what it is. They just, True. Yeah, the plan was just, you know, it's wild. Like in retrospect, it was a terrible idea. But and if you're going to fire her, she should have been fired years ago. Right. And it's also not like the Marvel model where this guy's making Iron Man movies. This guy's making Thor movies. This guy's making Captain America. And then we're going to bring them together in the Avengers. This is, no, this is parts seven eight nine mm-hmm. of a continuing story yeah and Feige's sitting there pulling the strings to make sure everything's going the way it should so it and, doesn't you know, get crashes yeah that's his yeah. job kevin yeah. feige is literally the dude spinning plates right and he's right. got to really spin the one this one's sort of gotta spin this one gotta run over here spin the plate like and he's really good at it like he's essentially a he's essentially the editor-in-chief yeah. of yep. marvel cinematic universe he does like the job that like stanley and joe casada and tom defalco and all those guys had and he's he's taken like a very comic approach to filmmaking, right? So people like we just we can segue into this with Quentin Tarantino bitching about it, but I mean like that's corporate comics. They've they've taken that exact same business structure for better or worse and applied it to film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, you're right. That's a good segue where Quentin Tarantino will not didn't mean shut to, up. Didn't didn't mean to do it, but it worked out pretty good. He hmm. won't shut up. He came out and said it's Quentin Tarantino, man. That's not he does not shut up. Well, you weren't here because we talked about first thing he said was he would never direct. Oh, wait, you were here for that episode. I think I was here for that. Yeah, he won't direct a Marvel movie. Like, good. No one wants you to. And now it's like the problem with Marvel movies is they've or the Marvel model. I think that's what he said. It's destroyed the movie star. The character is now more important than the star. Good. That means you're writing Um, good stories, I think. I mean, like there's pluses and I Here's the thing: is I don't think he's wrong necessarily. I think the way he's, I think the way he's selling it is not correct. But I mean, it's not just the Marvel method; it's the franchise method, yeah. right? And I think that was a flaw in films in the '80s and '90s, where they were a lot of things were just star vehicles, right? Yeah. And this actually goes back even further than that, where they just churn out movies, right? Reese Witherspoon churning out movies where she's basically doing the same thing over and over again, right? But it worked, and people liked it, right? And it was fine. And this thing is, Marvel's not different. But the problem is, is like, instead of like using, instead of it being a star vehicle, he's right. The star is Captain America. Right. Like he's not, not for seven. he's not wrong, but at the same time, Quentin Tarantino didn't make star vehicles. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know what he's complaining. I mean, like, it's weird for him to say that because this is a guy who was notorious for just doing his own thing in Hollywood. So it's not like he was doing, he's never really been a guy who's made star. I, I feel like, well, and then the weird thing was Anthony Mackie like agreed with him, which I thought was interesting because it's I, like, I think he's right. I do think he's right. There are no movie stars anymore. Very few people draw a box office based on their name. But the weird thing about Anthony Mackie agreeing with him, and I, this is going to sound weird. If we didn't have that model, you couldn't get away with him taking over the role of Captain America. Because people are watching the movie because of Captain America, not right. because Chris Evans or Anthony Mackie is playing the character. Let me put it to you another way. Anthony Mackie plays Falcon. Right. Right? But that's the thing. It's like, it's not like, okay, I should say Falcon is played by Anthony Mackie. It's yeah. not Anthony Mackie plays Falcon. You know what I'm saying? It's, yes, not, yes. it's not a star vehicle. Mm-hmm. And it's better for the stars if they are the driver, but they're not. Right? You, you, Marvel's you, you, the driver. You want to know the perfect example of this? Play it on me. Doctor Who. Yeah. The Doctor's been played by 13 different people now. 15 and at this, 15, 16 at this point. 16. 15. Oh, that's right. Because, yeah, and then the future one, and then and somebody the twice. Doctor, right? So, so... David Tennant, baby. No, David Tennant three times. Very, very uh, So, yeah, so, like, but there you go. They're looking, they're watching it because they want to watch the Doctor. Doctor Who, yeah. And it's been a done. different person, yeah. Over that's a, bu- that's, that's a feature, though. Like, they sold us that since the 70s, 60s. Right. That the doctor is like you, you, you betrothed it to another person eventually. Right. But it's the same, it's the same thing. Whoever is, is Captain America, then you know. Yeah. Right, and but they it, don't, they don't also pick like a big star to take over that, the doctor's role. No, they, like, they pick really in so, sometimes very guys. obscure people. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yeah. But, but at the same time, at the same time, we have reached a point with the Marvel movies where you can't like, and this thing is, you could say that it's killed this. And this is where I think Quentin Tarantino's argument falls. They cannot announce Tom Cruise playing Iron Man tomorrow because Robert Downey Jr. is Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Anthony Mackie can be Captain America, but he cannot be Steve Rogers. Right. Yeah. That's that's the thing. And I think that sometimes we're losing sight of that is that the stars do have power in there because they can't replace. We just want, we just talked about Wakanda forever, yeah. you know, and they wouldn't, they, they didn't even consider replacing with Bozeman. Because they just, I mean, you know what I'm saying like these, these actors become so associated with these roles and it's been like, but then when they're done, it's like, okay, it's time for us to move on to something else, which is interesting because if it was just about Captain America, you just put in the old dude in the Captain America, like with Batman, right? They've done that with Batman. You yeah, put another true. dude, you put another dude in the bat suit and it works. It does. It has not shown to work in Marvel as of yet with the exception but of Hulk. I will sit there and say that like he's blaming Marvel. It's Batman no. that caused it. It's probably Batman. It's, it, you're right. It's probably, it's probably a generation earlier of Batman. It's just Marvel doesn't. Um, Marvel's done it more effective. But I mean, there's I so, been say. so many Batman, and like people go to see the movie because it's Batman, it's not Batman. because Val Kilmer or Ben Affleck or whoever is playing Batman. They go because yes. they want to see a Batman movie. Mm-hmm. So, uh, agreed. <laughs> I, I feel like he's so jealous of Marvel. No, I don't think he's jealous. I think, well, I think Quentin likes to be the center of attention. And now he's reached a point where he's getting older and he's not the iconoclast anymore. Right. So he's yeah. just standing on And again, these are guys like guys like Quentin Tarantino and Martin Scorsese are dudes who made their living or made their name being Mavericks outside the system. So of course they're going to have this opinion because it's always what they've had. They've always been guys who did their own thing outside of Hollywood. They didn't, they never made 
star vehicles. Like people, stars work with Martin Scorsese because like, oh my God, I'm going to work with Martin Scorsese. And then you made his movie. It wasn't like, it wasn't like they were, it wasn't like those guys made star vehicles, yeah. right? Like they are, they are auteurs. They are the drivers of their films always. That can't exist in the Marvel world. So they don't like it, but it's not like it was any different than, than Westerns, right? Or, mm. or or sci-fi films. This is just this is just always what those particular guys have been. Like Scorsese came up in the Maverick 70s era, which begat the blockbuster 80s, which again begat the Maverick 90s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there, there are these and, big giant swings in Hollywood, which again in the in the 90 and the 2000s it went the other way. You know, 2010s became you know, we it just it's kind of gone there. Now we have this big independent film movement of guys who are doing things and it's all being released streaming. It's just it's weird. And like Quentin's just being Quentin. You know? I think this you're right too. You're right. When when you said all tour, it made me think about it. It's like, yeah, he's the guy. That's why he's because he made the comment we talked about last time where he's like, I wouldn't work for Marvel because the directors are just hired hands. Like when his best friend is one of them. Like Robert Rodriguez does stuff for Disney all the time. He directed a bunch of episodes of Mandalorian. Like, yeah. but Robert Rodriguez isn't like that. Robert Rodriguez will absolutely do something like that because he's into it. Yeah. You know, and he's not like, again, he Rodriguez very easily could have been like, like Tarantino, like his best friend, but he's not, he's always been, he like legit does whatever movie he wants to do. Yeah. And does it his way, but never makes like a big deal about it. He just does stuff. Whereas Quentin, that's Robert Rodriguez's movies are are like, you know, he markets the movies as the movies. He doesn't do his this is a Robert Rodriguez thing where Quentin yeah. Tarantino's all about marketing Quentin Tarantino. I know. Scorsese's the same way to an extent, to an extent. I think he's just I really think he's just upset there's not enough feet in Marvel movies. Hey man, hmm. this dude that's a dude who works through his own issues on film. <laughs> you think so? You think that's Constantly. what that is? Hey man, I'm not gonna say a bad word about Quentin Tarantino because like Reservoir Dogs is still one of the best movies ever made. It's fucking awesome. This to this day, Reservoir Dogs holds up and it's great. I don't know. Oh no. Re- Speak ill of any other movie that he made, but Reservoir yeah, Dogs. Yeah, you're awesome. right. But I think that's part of the problem is, is that like and I'm not I'm I'm like like I like some of his movies, but I kind of feel like he made such a really good movie for his first outing, he gets put up on this pedestal right away. Yes, that ha- but that happened a lot in the 90s because that's what they were marketing. They were marketing auteurs. Like, you know, right. that's how that was the big marketing driver of movies in that era was you had star vehicles and you had director vehicles. Right. Right. And he got like that was Miramax's whole thing. Miramax built their their whole business on, you know, we have these genius filmmakers. We make movies that that are smart, that win Oscars. Yeah. yeah but, but remember, like. It wasn't just Reservoir Dogs. I mean, God, he did I mean, Dust to Dawn, Pulp. No, no, that was Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. Oh, written Dust by, right? Yeah, well. He wrote Pulp, it. He wrote Pulp, it. He wrote Pulp, it. Pulp Fiction. Re- a great and, movie. Jackie and, uh, Brown Kill is a Bill. great movie. Kill Bill, phenomenal movie. The man's a, man, the man's a magnificent filmmaker. He's an absolute fucking lunatic. I don't. But he's right. a great filmmaker. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Pulp Fiction, so. I, because, but I mean, like, okay, here's the thing about Rodriguez. It's like, I mean, about Tarantino is he has his own movie, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like you can, like, go, I'm not sure who directed this movie. If Quentin Tarantino directed the movie, you're like, oh, that's very yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, because the buckets of blood, right? It's like, and the, the buckets of blood, I mean, like, feet and like, but he's got yeah. things. Like, there's, he's got certain camera shots and stuff yeah, that he does. Absolutely. He's, absolutely. He's, he definitely has a fingerprint, you know? He is, and, and that's good. We need, there needs to be more Tarantinos in this world. There does. We need to have guys who, 
because not everyone can exist in the studio system. There needs to be guys, you know, doing stuff like there's a ton of them in horror coming out right now that I really like. And it makes me excited because horror is like this new revolution of like really interesting, gritty horror movies. Like we got to be like someone's got to like the 90s again, where a new generation is making really cool, like gritty films. That have their own personality, the yeah. way Scorsese did, the way Tarantino. I think what disappoints them is if we're not seeing enough of those guys. Like, who are the next? Who is the next one of those? And someone's coming, right? Like, Kevin, look at Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith was the exact same was the, in the exact same boat as Quentin Tarantino thirty years ago, right? And he wound up just being a big pop culture. That's his. Yeah. That's his. That's his contribution to society at the moment. Yeah, it's a shame. He's never grown as a filmmaker, quite frankly. No, that's true. I mean, but I, I love Chasing Amy. I, I think that's such Chasing a great movie. Best. It is. It's his best movie. He never came close to sniffing it again. But he no, he didn't. Tried. And then, right. and I just feel like then he just like said, "Screw it!" And now we got Clerks Three, and it's like, okay, oh, because he's he's in his fifties. He's just playing the hits to make money. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's but he's oh, he has never been interested in pushing himself cinematically. No, like dogma was his attempt to make and i, I like dogma but no, I, that was too. his attempt to to you know work with a budget and work with a studio and then after that he kind of he never he tried to push himself out of his genre out of his genre with like jersey girl and uh, cop out and those kind of things and it didn't it didn't work he's no. good at making and he by his own admission he is good at making kevin smith movies and that's about it yeah you know and again he's never I wonder if his own, because you know, people threw comic book stuff at him for years and he like ran away from it. And I wonder if he would have ran toward that a little bit if he wouldn't have grown more as a filmmaker. Because he hasn't. He hasn't grown as a filmmaker in almost 20 years. No. No, he has not. It's a shame. You know, he's a, but he's an important, he's an important voice in geek culture. So he's making contributions in other ways, which is fine. He actually writes some good comics whenever he gets around to doing it. You know, he's a better writer than he is a filmmaker. I would always say that. He probably should have just been a writer, realistically speaking. Possibly. All right. Well, I think I like, we've, we, haven't, we haven't talked about that in a long time. That was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about. All right. That's it for the news. So we need to talk about our main topic. Editor's note. Okay. We did not take a break here recording, but realized we need to add a commercial break. So after these messages, we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. It's the holidays, guys. We we had to pop some popcorn, put up some tinsel, and watch the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. And uh, yeah, let's see. Let's let's go around the room and see what people thought. John, you look disgusted. You, you look very <laughs> O'Grady. You look very O'Grady at the moment. Oh no, no, no! I'm I'm just like I told you. They gave me the plague. Uh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm feeling it. But the actually, I sat down to watch the holiday special with my sister and her family and i got the input of the kids and they all really liked it actually and i liked it too i i really did it was it was kind of fun and it was quick you know bite-sized and uh, had kevin bacon's in it which completely destroys the seven uh, the six degrees of bacon game because now you can basically connect them to just about anybody with two or three degrees probably doing four just about anybody now yeah because yeah. i mean you know you, you add him to the mcu and well almost everybody's been through the mcu now yep you, you're gonna have to take like actors out of turkey in order to, to, to get back to six but yeah it's i liked it you know I, very musical but that's you know that's the way he works so yes i don't know what christmas time is but christmas time is here so 
<sighs> what about you, JD? It was much better than the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, that's oh, a dude, very low bar. Dude. Very, very low bar <laughs> no. to get over. <laughs> oh, no, I really liked this movie quite a bit. Like, it felt, it's like comfort food. Like, it's like a big old plate of spaghetti, right? And that's like, for me, that's like comfort food. Yeah. You know, it was great to see Gunn back in, in the MCU and, you know, revisiting characters I haven't seen him with in a while. And he, I heard someone else say, so I can't take credit for this, but I think he gets those characters a lot better than the Russos or Taika Waititi did, or, mm-hmm. you know, like, like the guardians with gun just feel right. And he gets their tone. And like, there's just something that, that works about this. And this was actually a very sweet story. And I, I, I really liked it. It made me laugh. It, it warmed my heart, you know, very much not it, about Quill. It's funny real quick. I saw something where Hemsworth said he would like to play Thor one more time, but he doesn't want, Taika Waititi to direct. He did not. I mean, well, let's be honest. Love and Thunder wasn't that great. Yeah. You know, it was a little too slapsticky. Yeah. Right. It was too much Tika. I said that in the review. Yeah. It was yeah. too much Tika Waititi. It's like you're right. You're right. I don't know if that was my feeling at the moment, but in ret, this is kind of why I don't like doing. I almost think I need like six months on a movie before I really review it because there's like, <laughs> I, oftentimes I find that my initial reviews are wrong. You know, where I'll go back and like I was wrong about that. Like I'll sometimes I think you need, I think you need to cook on a movie sometimes. But no, he. I mean. In retrospect, Love and Thunder was kind of not what it could have been. Yeah. Right. And it's very clear that Hemsworth is not thrilled with it. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail it, but <laughs> no, it's fine. I think it's I think it's I think it's important to the the tone. I mean, like tone is important. And like the Thor movies have been all over the place with tone. And I yeah. think what made Ragnarok work was it was serious, but it was also funny. Whereas Love and Thunder should have been a lot more serious in places when it was especially with the heavy topics they were dealing with and like we you know we got rid of it for just like it was too much slapstick you know agreed agreed but like this this the guard again the guardians has always been funny but there's always a lot of heart to it which is yes. important about the guardians and like they got that again it's gone so he gets that and like the whole thing with kevin bacon it worked man it really <laughs> really worked for me yeah i loved it i may have teared up a couple times watching it to be completely honest me too i thought it was interesting the two yes i keep saying two big reveals that came what big reveals were we talking about i mean i watch this movie like i don't know what you're talking about what big reveals are we discussing cosmo the dog can talk oh wait no no the first reveal we always knew cosmo could yeah i know the first reveal like it makes sense, but they never they never straight out said it. Is that Quill and oh yeah, Mantis yeah, are brother and sister. Like that's that's the whole juxtaposition. Spoilers. Of the, of the special. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, sweet. yeah. We're in spoiler. We didn't. It's this is a a fun little. If you're thing this that, far, you know what we do. So. <laughs> yes. And the other one, this is this was a huge reveal. The GoBots are part of the MCU. Man, I saw Psykill and I was like, no way. <laughs> That that is hysterical that they are like kind of canon now. Like they yes. like they're actual GoBots out GoBots, there. The GoBots attacked his family. <laughs> it killed Drax's family. Like it was just, like that was hysterical. <laughs> and when they're doing the montage and he's beating them up he's in the background. The shit out of them. I love them making money by taking pictures as caught co- by playing cosplayers. Oh my god. I was like, what a great idea. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. They they thought he was Kratos from from the the game God yes. of War. God of War. Yeah. Uh, and I was I'm going to say that too. Like it was weird 
because Super um weird. the whole thing is weird i can't who's the actress who plays mantis clem uh clement clementif she's yes Chinese. and dave batista like they carry oh yeah 60 percent of this okay. batista's great yeah in everything like there's always like well, who's the best wrestler to become an actor the answer is dave batista he's awesome and he's got a ton of range john cena's shown potential the rock is good at being the rock yes dave batista is an actor he is i was like it was just so good like i mean and i guess he's yeah he's playing drax and he's playing that character but like but it's it a works. character yeah. yeah and it's not that character is not batista like let's be honest the most of what the rock does is variations on the rock yeah again he's he's got the schwarzenegger career it works it's fine he's figured out how it works start you want quentin you want your argument on star vehicles dwayne's got them all like yeah that dude's figured out how to keep it going dave batiste is an actor man. he plays characters yeah oh it's it fun was... to watch like you can mm -hmm. you can feel that he's having fun like uh, it's hard for some actors to do that but like you know he's he's one of them that just you know you watch him and you you can it's not just his acting it's that he's having he's having fun and you can feel that it's, there's, it's really cool there's very few gun productions where i I, where I don't think that's the case where it doesn't feel like everybody's having a really good time working on this. Yeah. You know, sure. and peacemaker was the same way. And, you know, even suicide, suicide squad, his suicide squad, like it feels like everyone's enjoying what they're doing. Yes. Oh, and shout out for the old 97s apparently. Right. The band. I didn't know who they were. I had to look that up. Yeah. Like they're very good. Right. And the lyrics are hysterical. I think we're hysterical. I think wait, Gun Gun had a hand in actually writing some of the song and the and the lyrics too. Apparently, it was one of his favorite bands from the nineties. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, that makes sense. I was like, he, oh, who the hell are the old ninety sevens? Like, well, I never... wh whoever they are now, they better be making TikToks or whatever because they like they've got everybody. I I mean, even the kids, even my nephews, like mentioned Andy, that they like the songs. Andy was also singing that song at bath yeah. time tonight. So <laughs> yeah. I think that that is that might become. There's this big thing about how my, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas became like this huge thing. Uh -huh. and like the, 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 the record company told her not to record her own Christmas song. And like, again, hearing the Smashing Pumpkins Christmas song and this may go, oh, yeah, most Christmas songs freaking suck. But hers worked. And like, I think they might have something here. I think this might become a thing. I do. <sighs> yeah. Did you see her at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, the Macy's? No. Who was her? Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. No, uh, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. I'm sorry. She was, was lip syncing, and it just they all lip sync. They all lip sync. But Dude, it was it, she only was a off. crazy person. Like, that's what drove me nuts. She was lip syncing, and she was off on her own song, and it was like, no, is she off because of the playback? Is she off because of delay? Is she? There's a lot. They, I mean, yeah, like they have logistical lot. problems well, all yeah. the time there. Also, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're like when you're going like this and all of a sudden the mic's down down below your face and it's still the same volume like stuff Honestly, like that drives me they nuts. only just yeah, no bought her out dude come yeah, on no one care. nobody cares about that kind of stuff because you're not going you're going there as a to musician see this... i cared about that stuff seeing like it's there's I a difference thinking i really I know, do but that's what they do though in these things like it's not I, it's it's what she does all the time yeah Ugh. no uh, it doesn't bother it doesn't bother me all I want for oh. Christmas is you is a is a Christmas classic that I'm going to hear a billion times over the next month. I do I everything like in my power to avoid it. What's your favorite Christmas song? My favorite Christmas song. Hmm. That's a good question. Actually, believe it or not, it's probably John Lennon's So This Is Christmas. You would say that. That's the most depressing Christmas song I've ever 
ever. It is, right? <laughs> but it's John Lennon. I mean, it is on. John Lennon. Yeah, contrast is, that so with Paul McCartney's. So this is Christmas, and what have you done? <laughs> like that's the song. Like you're contrast a piece of shit. Us, contrast that with Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful, wonderful Christmas, Christmas time. time. Yeah, it's frivolous <laughs> as fuck. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. John, favorite Christmas song? Well, I would say Bob River is walking around in women's underwear, but that's also a very O'Grady answer. So. <laughs> I don't know, like Mavis Staples is good right she what she she what's the i keep why am i remembering that her normally i can't remember her name maybe staples christmas she did christmas vacation and then oh um, that's a great song yeah and, it really, and from a great movie but that song it also rules it so does I'll, I'll, it's I'll, catchy it is and uh, santa's she, coming for us i'm not familiar it, with that one and then there's a she daisy she daisy did she daisy is what a christmas medley so that that is amazing. You the fact that you have more obscure picks than the average person, again, very John O'Grady, and I appreciate yes. that. <laughs> For me, Darling Love, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Baby, please Darling. come home. That is like that is my favorite Christmas song. Not just because it is the opening to Gremlins, but it is <laughs> I am also a giant fan of Phil Spector's Wall and is an absolute lunatic, but I really like his production style. Right, Christmas Baby, come on. Yeah, I've got that one on my list too. Oh, it's my favorite Christmas song. Yeah. I love it so much. And you could do like Wham! Last Christmas is also pretty good. And there's a, there's a whole bunch from the... Oh, and Christmas Wrapping! The, by the waitresses, right? Yeah, the waitresses. Christmas Wrapping. I like that one too. I'm unfamiliar there's, with that one. There's a really dark story behind that If you ever get the chance, like I, I think Todd in the Shadows on, on YouTube did did Christmas Wrapping. Like, like he, he'll pick a song and then he'll tell you all the story behind it. And it'll, it, and I love just, those it, things, man. It's, it's bad. <laughs> I love those kind of things. Really? It, you know, yeah. I guess like a lot of bad things happened, but. Um, God, I picked a Phil Spector song. How can you try to be like. I know, right? <laughs> it's me here. Like True. this, this guy's a maniac. And you're trying you know, to like, you know, this song. What? JD. Yeah. It's Chris Rapid. I've never heard this song before in my life. Wait, give it a second. You gotta go oh, into come on. go into the refrain. You're not that okay. much younger. She does a lot of rapping. Oh, come on, get to the lyrics already. We're gonna get. This sounds like that. This sounds like that Blondie. It sounds like Blondie, but it's not. Yeah. Fab Five Freddy is. It's, it's played like it's played all the all time during Christmas. Yeah. I've yeah, never it's heard one of the this top, song. I've it's never one of the top that 50 song. that they play. Never heard it. My oh, life. also, I think it's a regional Park, thing too. South Park, Merry Fucking Christmas. <laughs> That's a good one too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I've never, I've honestly never heard that song before in my life. Oh my God. You're not oh, that the, much younger than us. How could you have never heard that before? I don't know. And I the can't. name of the, the name of the She Daisy one was uh, Deck the Halls. So anyway, yeah. There you go. That's an obscure song. Deck the Halls. I, no, no, no. But by, by She Daisy, and it, it's a medley that they do. It's really amazing. Well, I'll check it, that It's one more, out. it's... Oh, the wait. Christi it's a Christian rock thing. I, I don't know why I like it, but I do. I, okay. I just like the arrangement that they've got. One of my other favorite Christmas not... songs is Christmas at Ground Zero. What's that? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, 
oh, okay. I haven't read Christmas that Christmas at Ground Zero. The missiles are on their way. <laughs> I have not heard that song. In, holiday. I don't think I've heard this song in 20, at least 20 years. That's hilarious. <laughs> I forgot about that. Man, my nose is itching. Yeah, I just like that. I mean, I, I enjoy because everyone, like, and I'm, I work in high school and everybody loves Mariah freaking Carey or Taylor Swift apparently has some Christmas songs that I have. I'm to sorry. To She's not quite up there with the Christmas. I mean, nobody is really. It's hard. Like I said, I love the Smashing Pumpkins and I forgot that they had a Christmas song until I heard it today on the Hol- the Guardians thing. And I forgot, God, this song sucks. <laughs> and I love the Smashing Pumpkins. But there, um, there, there are some that have become staples over the years, you know? Oh, what is it the one hard, that no- What's the one that nobody likes anymore? The one that the duet that was sung in Elf. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. Yeah, baby, it's cold outside. Like people don't like that one anymore. It's misunderstood. The lyrics are misunderstood. Yeah. Right. And again, that's one of those things where people need to understand that art is created and people have. It's really tricky when people try to apply because again, it's not a song about a guy trying to talk a girl into you know come on you know mm-hmm. doing something against her will. It's she. I don't want now we're in trouble. The song is like from the 30s, like, oh, I don't really want to do this, but I really kind of do. I do want to just but I have to right. it's like, about the it's this. about the yeah. dance between man and woman. it is. And yeah. like it's hard to apply like 21st century thinking to a song written in the 40s. Yeah. You know, when when social mores were different. And it's not an ad it is not a song advocating date rape. No, you know? not at all. Which is a shame because Zoe Deschanel does a great version of that in Elf. Yes, yes, she's she does. a great singer, and I don't think enough people like talk about that, right? Am I wrong on yeah. that? She's fantastic. No, she's no, no, she is singer. absolutely. So, oh, That's Wizards I... of Winter too. Sorry, <laughs> I... Wizards of Winter. What is that? That's that um... very obscure one. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's a Trans Siberian Orchestra. Oh, okay. I probably heard that. I've heard a ton of Trans Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> yeah. Or about Christmas and how? Oh, wait. What's the the Run DMC one? I remember that from when I was a kid. Oh God! Christmas in Harlem? Oh, no, Christmas not Harlem. In, no, it's um, Christmas in. Uh, I forget. I know what you're talking about. I remember the video on MTV when I was a little yes. kid, and they would play it all the time. Yeah, I do. Remember, Chris, I do Christmas remember. in Hollis. 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 That's what it is. That's it. Hollis. Hollis. Hollis Queens. That's right. That's where mm-hmm. DMC's from. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, there's some crappy ass Christmas songs though. Oh, there is. There's a ton of them. Tons. That they play over and over too. Well, some I'm reindeer. sorry. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Gets annoying after the fifty thousandth time you've heard it. When you're oh. six, that song is awesome. Like Dominic hears the... it this year, he's gonna right. love it. But I mean, like when you're any older than twelve and you listen to Grandma got run over and still find it funny, you need to have a lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Lou, Lou Monte, Dominic the Donkey. Dominic the Donkey. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There you go. What? <laughs> Look it up. Just look Domin- it up. Dominic yeah. the Donkey. It's a, Dominic it's a the very donkey. old Christmas song. I've never heard that one before. You, you, you don't have you, any Italian family? Your son. Oh, I am it. Italian. My name's. Wait, William. I was about to say. Hold oh on. Oh my God. How no, could you not? No, your your son would love it. It's hysterical. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay, I'll check that one out. We we we're northern turned... Italians. So we're not like really Italian. You know, we're kind of in the mountains. So not like. Well, this is more Sicily like New Yorker like Italian. Oh no, we're not from there. Or East Coast. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy I enjoy this time of year because like I like Christmas. Like I'm not obsessed with it. Like some people get like super into Christmas. Yeah. Like I like Christmas. I like I like seeing people get real excited about Christmas time stuff. And I like that people get excited about about it. But for me personally, there's not like I don't know. Like I don't get excited about, you know, spices and you know, the special peppermint flick. Because I hate peppermint mainly. But like I don't know. <laughs> Ooh. Too strong. Too strong. <laughs> you know um, that it's you know, Thanksgiving's over when Wawa, which 
local convenience store. I know of Wawa. The legend of Wawa has made its way out to the Midwest. Where when they switch from the pumpkin spice flavored stuff to the peppermint flavored stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Wawa is supposed to be like the greatest gift. Because again, I said it's like a gas station, right? People are like, no, Wawa is more than a gas station. I'm like, all right, fine. I guess we don't have anything close to that in Illinois. Like, I don't know. I don't think we do because there's no one passionate about gas stations. I've never heard anybody go, oh, Casey's General Store, man. That's awesome. Like They didn't even start out as a gas station. They started no, they out didn't. as a convenience store. For oh, milk. Mostly milk. Yeah, they really? sold milk in them originally. And then, and, like, and then like, expanded deli. And then, yeah. I've heard the sandwiches are really good. They are. They are. All handmade. Yes. Yeah. You know, we don't have anything. We're not even close to that in Illinois. Nothing even, you know. The thought of eating from a gas station actually makes me want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, right, now like, you're talking like people, hill, well, but, people you know. get Well, people that get like hot dogs from gas stations, I'm like, you're playing with fire there. My oh, man. yeah, like, no, I no. Yeah, no, I see that all the time. What? Like, and I'm like, Arr. what do you think like, they ate on Nowhere during the uh, Christmas party on in Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special? Wait, wait, wait. We're going way back to that. You saw that thing that Cosmo brought over, right? I think they're eating a lot of those. Okay, so wait, wait. We got to talk about the other reveal, right? Oh, yeah. What is the other reveal? Sorry. They, well, there's actually, I think there's two reveals. One is that they bought Nowhere. They bought Nowhere from the collector. So the collector is still alive. Yeah, and and the Guardians okay. of the Galaxy now own Nowhere, and they're re they're like rebuilding it. Yes, oh, um, I didn't even think about that aspect of it, but you're right. That is like it, you're right. That's what's going yeah. on in the beginning of the the special. And and then the other is that somewhere along the lines, Gamora, not Gamora, Gamora, right? Is Gamora's it? gone. No, no, Why not Gamora. Gamora? What, what her sister? God damn Nebula. it, Nebula. Nebula stole Bucky's arm. Yeah, that was funny. I la- I had to rewind that twice. I'm like, did he say he stole Bucky's arm? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. So, so wait, hold on. That's a good question. Is Gamora gone? We have the variant. Well, no, we you have the, 20, the 2014 one is 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 around now. The original Gamora is gone. But here's my question: the variant is why? Unless this is going to be the part of. Uh, guardians three i think it why is. did the tva not come and pick her up because oh. they're now destroyed because now well, loki kang ruined that. Them. or kang yeah. destroyed that stuff yeah. yeah well they destroyed a version of the tva well, perhaps they did we don't know we don't okay know. so yeah that, she's not a, she's not in this show she has no interest in hanging out with the guardians she doesn't have that shared experience with them right yep you know i like the i like the yond i like the last reveal of yondu and quill like they got them. They got each other. They did get Christmas. Oh, presents. what did we think of that? Them doing the flashbacks as like a cartoon style. Oh, uh, I liked it. I hated the animation style. Yes, it's but the same I, as the, the. I hate it. I what hate if it. animation? They, they, style. they made it. They made it that way on purpose, like six frames a second or something, and and slight. I, I mean, it looked almost like it, the old rotoscope stuff. It's, it's supposed it, to feel like that. It's definitely supposed to yeah. feel like old yeah. animation. Like it looked it, like the animation they had in the in the in the star wars christmas special. it did yes. it looked a lot like it did it looked a lot like the animation from the boba fett yep. yes. appearance. it did yep. you're right you're right i like the story it made sense you know and i like that yeah because again i like the I, I love yondu being a dick but like feeling bad about being a dick and yeah. like trying to cover up that he's not as big a dick like i mean the whole yondu quill relationship is always entertaining to me but it was cool yeah no it is i mean and that that's the whole thing. Like he, he's like, no Christmas, it makes you weak. And then he picks up the present from Quill, and and get, that's how he, Quill got his gets his guns. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. cool, cool little origin story for it. Yes, I liked it. I like Cosmo's 
sticking around. Cosmo's a fun character. I'm glad there's they're finally gonna do something with him. No Howard the Duck though. That's okay. <laughs> well, what do you do with Howard the Duck? Like Howard the Duck is a cursed tech is a cursed property. Is right? it? Is yeah. It? <laughs> people because people people think of Howard the Duck and they go, anyone who Anyone who's not like between your age and like 10 years younger than me doesn't know what Howard the Duck is. And if you know what Howard the Duck is, your immediate thought is, oh, that movie sucks. The movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's the, like it's the a curse. cursed Lucas it, film. It, it made a great gag in the first Guardians movie. And I think we're good. <laughs> well, he was in Endgame as well. He's coming out of one of the portals. Yeah. That's it. Again, a gag. <laughs> a gag. He is, they're like, he's like ambush bug, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I, it was fun. I, it was fun. I hope the I enjoy these Marvel specials more than the series because it's like it's not a commitment. Exactly, more of this, more yeah. like even if you want to do an hour and fifteen minutes special, I'll do an hour, hour and twenty minutes special. special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, like these six, eight episode thing, it's a commitment, man. And like I didn't feel like I was committed to this. I feel like oh, this is short. You know, it's effervescent. Like it was like oh. This was this is a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I'm good. It was I'm done, and it was really good. I mean, like I I could take or like Werewolf by Night, right? Like Egg. it was it, it it. I just I like I like I the, like I like the idea more than the execution. Of I didn't love like I as we went on the show. I didn't care for the execution. Love the idea. Love the right. idea. More of this. Like a few more hour long, hour and a half yeah. long, you know, yeah. or even half an hour long, or or even even the one shots with fruit are nice, you know. Yeah, like they're like what they're like three minutes a piece. I feel like we need a little bit more of these and a little less of the shows, right? Yeah, yeah. One shots, like one shots. Give me some good one shots. Speaking of the production value and like making the animation look old style, was it me or was Groot somebody Buff. in a costume and not a CGI? In some parts, it looked like it. I didn't yeah. think about that. Too. You just said it. he does. He is, looks different. And I couldn't put my finger on why they changed him so much to where he's like buff. But maybe because he's a guy in a costume. I didn't think about that. But I mean, there's so much computer animation. And I feel like they did that on ones? purpose. I feel like they did that on purpose. I don't think it was like it they didn't have the budget to do it. I felt they wanted to make it feel like a low budget TV special. Possible. I didn't think about that till you just said it. It's possible. Well, yeah, because Rocket's there. And right, Rockets, exactly. Yeah. Rockets there, but Groot's a guy in a suit. Like it was like, okay, like, yeah, that's interesting. This was an odd choice because we saw teenage Groot in Endgame. We did. He didn't look like that. He did not look like that. Yeah, I was trying to figure out why they changed. I figured it's just well, he's growing, growing up. Right? He's growing. I got to. I don't know. That's some part of me wants to tweet at James Gunn because James Gunn answers his tweets. Part of me wants to say, hey, why was Groot different? I don't know. It's a good question. Well, ba- at the same time, at the same time, Gunn did not do Endgame. Right. That's Perhaps true. that's not what he wanted. Perhaps that is not what he wanted it to be like. I, I kind of feel like they were trying to go for this, like, we want to make it feel low budget without being low budget. It's possible. Yeah, it's but, possible. but it had to, it had to be. He does have Corman roots. It had to be and not CGI. Couldn't it, I mean, it had to be CGI. It had to be like. I think his, his face was CGI when he's talking and stuff. But I think walking possible. around, it was a guy in a suit. Maybe. It, it's got that foam look to it like if it's not they did a great job of making cgi look like a guy in a suit because he did kind of have like a stay puff marshmallow man vibe yeah yeah he actually looked like a linebacker but then yes. like he if did. You're he following... buff he's right. buff this time around if you, even if the original group wasn't that like sturdy looking right well and that's the thing the they the original group would would grow from the group that we saw in endgame right 
because he was he was thin and he you know grow up a little bit and he yeah. i mean that that seems to be the depression this is like yeah your kid your kid goes from skinny hits puberty becomes really buff well, in in high school and and college and then you start to get skinny. so this Groot isn't Groot the Groot from the first card right this i know new, so again, people, I don't, maybe i don't maybe know if people know that i don't know if people realize i don't that, think that people this, realize that no that this that baby Groot was a baby of Groot not just the last part of Groot that has to regrow Right. right. Groot actually died in the first Guardian. Like this is the second Groot. This is Groot 2. Right. So I don't know. It's it's very interesting. I'm very curious to see what he's going to look like in the next movie. Hmm. I don't know. Do they just age him up to look like the original Groot again? I, I hope not. I hope he looks different. Right. And maybe that's what they're preparing for. Maybe they're just preparing us for having a Groot that looks different than the original Groot. Just so just to hammer home the point. Because again, Gunn's made that. Gunn is trying to make that thing. I think I think it frustrates when the people don't realize that that baby Groot is or what was baby Groot was not the original. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe adult Groot the the new adult Groot won't look like. I don't know. I have no idea. It's interesting. It's an interesting question. It's interesting that guys didn't realize it <laughs> or pick up on it as much as I did because it's. I got it, but I, 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 kept... I rewatched it a few times and I, I I had to think it was CGI though. Oh, I don't care whether it was. I don't care if it was CGI yeah. or if it was a guy in a suit. Like they, it felt like they made it look like a guy in a suit. Like a, they a were con- doing that on purpose. It's a conscientious decision, and I, I would love to know what specifically it was. Yeah, because Gunn's really good at doing little things like that to give something a feel, you know, like that. Just and just to have fun with it, you know. I mean, look at, look at the opening of Peacemaker, and like that's meticulously done. To look bad, do you know what I'm saying? Like, cause he can't. They, Not uh, bad, John Cena just, can't dance. Just like surreal. Yeah, right. It's got right. a very surrealistic tone to it. That's hilarious. Like, right. Exactly. So, so like, I feel like that was a choice that was done on purpose. But yeah, what the it, reason oh, it is, was it was definitely done on purpose. But I wonder why. That's a, it's very interesting. Hmm. Well, put something on Twitter about that. I will. <laughs> yeah. So. And let's see what else. What else? And then, okay, we can't not talk about the wonderful performance by Kevin Bacon. He's great. He had such a blast making this. Yeah, I would love uh, to have been in the when when I'm sure Gunn called him was like, "Hey, got an idea," and I'm sure he was like, "Oh my god, I'm so in." And it's funny because like you see Kevin Bacon and you laugh and and you think it's funny and then you realize, oh my god, the tie-in is Quill saved the universe by dancing. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like his hero, Kevin Bacon. Like his hero, Kevin Bacon. I love, like, I love that. Like, and you stopped the mass killer at the camp. He's like, I didn't know that didn't happen. Like, that made me laugh. They completely butchered Friday the 13th. Like, that was entertaining. Wait, and what was the other movie they referenced that he was in? Footloose. Besides? Footloose. And there was Shockingly, not Trump. Well, Groot wouldn't have been around, or Quill wouldn't have been around for Tremors. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh, funny. Yeah. That's the other, like, that's the interesting thing about his character is like, he has all these references, but like they would have stopped at a certain point. Like he was a kid when he got abducted. Because again, his, but his mom was young. So she was filling him full of pop culture references from her youth. So again, his stuff is all from like the 70s and mid to, to the mid 80s. Right, right. right. But, but, but it's funny because it's like when you think about it, it's like, but they now have been back to Earth. They traversed the universe. Like mm-hmm. he should know more about. Well, I think he. I think I think he does because again, it's yeah. their it's their understanding. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like they clearly didn't understand it, but like you know, 
Peter didn't, you know, Peter, Peter Quill's not like, oh yeah, that's, that's the actor. He knew that it was the actor, Kevin Bacon and, right. you know, understood it again. Fish out of water stories are always fun, you know, <laughs> but, but the, the fact that he was horrified that they had trafficked Kevin Bacon because his experience, right. Cause he As was being trafficked. He, right. He was, he, you know, he was like, no, 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 no. Okay. Put him back, put him back, put him back. Put him well, back. You don't want to, you don't want to <laughs> dig too far into that. Cause then it, you could go further than say Peter Quill suffers from Stockholm syndrome where he becomes so identified yeah. with this kidnapper. He identifies him as his father. Right. So there's a lot going on there that you really don't want to, you don't want to, you don't really want to pull on that thread too much. Cause then you might unravel the character of Peter Quill and he won't be as uh, much of a hero anymore. Yeah. And people <laughs> already have issues with Pratt as it is. And we don't need to, we don't need to go any further with that. Peter Quill's <laughs> a fun character. Oh, guys, by the way, when Gunn was asked on Twitter about Groot's new look, uh, oh, how, how Groot, Groot's new look came to be, especially with his head being too small for his body, and he responded, well, yes, Groot, or swole Groot, as we call him, <laughs> is getting bigger outward as, as well as upward. As you can see by now, he has a different stockier physiology and a more outgoing personality than his father did. He went on to talk about how swole Groot... <laughs> This is great. Swell Groot came to be tweeting. Swell Groot is 100% computer generated thanks to the fine folks at Framestore and Weta Digital. Oh, wait a minute. So we will continue to get Swell Groot in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. No, they don't know. They don't know about that. But that's that's it. About so it's Swell Groot. He's just, uh, you know, Swell. Yeah, but again, it, but it does look like a guy in a suit. I feel like that was a choice. It's somewhere be- along the lines of like, yeah, let's make it look like that. Because I have a feeling he's not going to look the same by the time we get to the, the movie probably well, not yeah i mean gun so far has like i don't think yeah maybe he's got a plan and if he does gun, cool gun has a plan it's a swan song from the marvel universe yes and then he's in charge of dc superman good luck for him good luck to him for that it's gonna make superman, superman. yes Very he's gonna give us a good superman movie he's bringing yeah, yeah what was it between him and the rock they're bringing back Henry Cavill and the latest the latest thing I saw was that they did DC did not want to bring Henry Cavill back. No, no, at all. No, actually, the head of Walter, DC Walter Hamada did not. Want to Hamada did it, and the the Rock went above his head to the heads of Warner Brothers, and they were. Well, you there. went over his helmet. Well, then he was gone. Then Walter Hamada was gone, and now we're yeah we're in the spot we are now, which we don't know what the DC whatever it's called now is which neither do they so the next couple of years should be interesting <laughs> so, so i also love that like when he when peter's talking to him and he's like he's like look 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 we're gonna get you home don't run and then he took off and it was just like like you knew that was coming but it was uh-huh. still funny because it's all about delivery like and kevin Bacon's yeah. a pro chris pratt's funny so work. yeah yeah i just it was so good and do you think he's gonna show up again yeah, he said he said I'll, I'll see you for Easter. It's like, yeah. okay, maybe I would love to see. Ke- I'm sure Kevin Bacon would love to do a Marvel proper. Yeah, did yeah. you stick around for the end credit scene? Yeah, so they're decorating Groot as a Christmas tree, mm-hmm. puts his arms down, and then Rocket goes, "We'll have to do another special." Mm-hmm. Mm. Made me laugh. I do. I hope Marvel keeps doing these things. You know, they're great. So, okay, so we got Werewolf by Night, and then we've got this. So. Like Werewolf by Night is an offshoot, one standalone story. We'll see if any like they said it's going to affect the rest of the MCU. So I'm guessing Man Thing and Werewolf by Night will be in other things, like Blade probably, or something like that. I'm guessing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but this and then like Stalkers. This is a holiday special with the Guardians, which was a weird choice, but it worked. Like 
what do you do next you know like guardians of the galaxy 3 of course and... well that's coming right right but i'm saying do you pick another odd property that isn't going to get a full series isn't going to get a... i would i would do that if i had my choice that's what i would do like what do we got coming up like hmm, christmas with the hulks no just <laughs> no. christmas i like to see because we got a halloween one we got a christmas one it would be fun if we could get something like for valentine's day fourth <clears throat> of july you know some of those things would be kind of fun too shouldn't shouldn't captain america be fourth of july should be who would be valentine's <laughs> day wait a minute wanda wanda and vision back evil so uh, we're evil. back to buckets of blood then right buckets of blood. <laughs> buckets of gore. yes i think that uh, they can make things up they can there's a lot of things they can go like they don't have to do tied to holidays either like i think these these are just good to do and there's such a there's such a treasure trove in the marvel universe of characters you could just you know that don't need a again werewolf by night didn't really need a movie so no. stuff like that i think it'd be great i think there's there's a ton i like nighthawk or night thrasher not Night Thrasher, <laughs> the Raptor. What was his freaking name? Uh, Darkhawk. A Darkhawk thing would be kind of fun, you know, stuff like that. Power Pack, you know, those kind of things. Wait a minute, Darkhawk. What was he? He was a was... very '90s s character. He was. The, oh, he wait was, a minute, Darkhawk is. Yeah, um, he, he was the one who was like he was switching places with an with an alien, right? Yeah, and controlling alien. the body. You no, know, he, he yeah he had alien armor. Alien yeah, armor. alien armor. Right. Design. Very distinctive look. It was cool. Yeah, great yeah. design. Great design. Oh my god, my 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 brain's going blank. I Hold actually on. have those in the basement. I have a, I have some of the original issues too somewhere in the basement. Uh, when you saw when you saw I the bummer, bequeathed my comic book collection to Andrew, and he's very excited about it. Nice. Yes. Who was the artist who, who worked on the 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 series? Darkhawk. Oh God, it was in nineteen ninety. Oh, Mike, uh, Mike Manley, who has been on this con, who's been on this podcast. Oh, like four times. Oh, brought it full circle. He was he he was on our, the first time we went live in front of an audience. He was our guest. Yeah, he was one, he was the artist yeah, for Mayer. like the main run of the book. It was a fun book. It was a yeah, very was. very Spider Man esque. They were trying to find a new Spider Man in that era. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it never took off, unfortunately. No, it just not like, um, not like other books. Yeah, this didn't have a good take on it, right? Yeah. I don't know. The Falco was the the. They were writer. introducing a lot of stuff at the time. Sleepwalker, Dark Hawk, NFL Super Pro. Like they had a lot of they were throwing a lot of shit at the walls in those early 90s, seeing what sticks during the boom. Do you remember when they went through all those weird alter egos for Spider-Man? Oh yes. Ricochet. Oh, was, no, not was. Ricochet. Hornet? Uh, Hornet, that's what it was. Let me look this up real quick. <laughs> Spider-Man, Ricochet. Here we go. I'll look quickly, quickly. That was from what were the other ones? Sorry about this. Terrible, terrible audio. Terrible, terrible, the Hornet, terrible. The Hornet, Ricochet, Prodigy, and Dusk. Dusk. That was it, Prodigy. Really? Yeah. It was, so it was Peter during was the whole... Being, yeah, it was post-Clone Saga. Peter's being hunted by, I want to say, Kingpin? It was the Identity <laughs> Crisis storyline. I'm looking up on Wikipedia right now. So, so his idea was to change from being Spider-Man to a different hero, and he tried yeah. out these four different heroes that ran through the different series, right? That's right. Spider-Man. It was a the Slingers. That was the name of the team. They eventually gave them all all the suits to a team of superheroes. And they became known as the Slingers. Right. I think the idea was trying to be like, we want to see who you like the best, and then we'll make that Spider-Man's new alter ego. Nah, and then... I don't think that always works. Yes. Nah, because they were going to do that. This is just a little thing to spike. Because this is, I, this we're talking post-clone saga. Post-clone saga. Right. So wait, what came 
first this or the reign of the superman reign of Superman. okay so is this a copy of the reign this of superman essentially well because yeah. in the reign of superman they weren't none of them are actually clark kent no they're all four different this characters. one this one is actually peter parker but it's absolutely inspired by reign of the superman because this is this is summer 98 Ooh, that's when i graduated high school and that was like 92 yes good six yes, years yeah jeez yeah that was oh my god Oh that god, was it was followed weird. up by the gathering of the five. That was one of the worst Spider-Man stories ever. <laughs> Can't be any worse than the other. Uh, no, it's worse. The gathering of five, it's way worse. This is what led into the John Burns Spider-Man reboot that was trash. See, that's when I wasn't I was, it was out bad because for... it was bad. Because it was very, very bad. And there's nothing good about it. And the John Burns Spider-Man is so terrible. It led into the Howard Mackey Spider-Man, which was worse. Yeah. Well, again, it was the clone. I got so fatigued with the clone saga. That's really when I stopped. Fun, funny story. Bedtime stories. I did the clone saga because it was like I could get like five nights out of it. So uh-huh. I did like the basics of the clone saga. And my kid now loves Ben Riley. He wants to be. He wants to be the Scarlet Spider for Halloween. And I'm like, my God, are you a freaking nerd? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that's hey. the one character like. They really, in earnest, haven't tried to bring back in any they way. Brought ben, they brought Ben Riley back a couple of times. Ben Riley's back. Oh, is he? See, oh yeah, he was lead last year. He was the lead in the Spider-Man time. I didn't realize that. Oh yeah, as the back. Scarlet Spider or as, as Spider-Man? As Spider-Man, but he was actually yeah. he was actually brought back as the Jackal. That's right. Okay. And they brought Kane back as the Scarlet Spider ooh, about ten years ago. Yeah, Kane. And they Kane rules. Kane is one of the Kane is an awesome character. He's, no, know. no, he's awesome. He's the dark Peter Parker. I was about to say he's the very dark version yeah. of Peter Parker. He's and like that's why the, he's the Luke Scar- Skywalker when he's going over to the dark side. Yes, but he's trying to be better, and that's what made the Scarlet Spider book awesome. Is like because he took on the identity of the one brother, and he looks exactly like the other brother, and he's trying to carve his own like, niche. It was good. The Scarlet Spider like book was good. Here's he us going all i heard was that you were you were talking about emo peter parker apparently uh, no no no, no, no he's not, do, 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 do. not at all not at all <laughs> no. No, i actually kane I, is a very dark character <laughs> yeah kane was the the first clone the failed clone of spider-man uh yeah. the clone saga is, i don't know like it, it's much maligned because again much okay this this tie it back we talked about the star wars movies having like no no you know they didn't know where they were going the clone yeah. saga is very similar to that. the clone saga lasted like mm-hmm. two and a half years and marvel didn't know what the plan was they say well we were going to replace ben riley despite well, ben riley but they made him ben riley and he looked different like again you, you couldn't make that stick if right? you go if you go back and listen to our tom defalco ron friends episode tom defalco talks about that like yeah and like they wanted to end it a couple times but it was like selling selling books. And it was in the it was in the bust period. Yeah, it was the only thing in X Men and like Apocalypse Age of Apocalypse X Men was all that was selling. Yeah. So they had to keep going. So they just kept and they didn't know where it was ending. They never. Yeah. And at the oh end, they're gosh. like, "What do we do? We got this. <laughs> what do we do? I don't know. Bring back Norman." And they were like, "Oh shit! All right, I guess there's nothing else we can do." Yeah, that's wound amazing. Up being a, that's a, <laughs> a good decision because they actually there's a lot of good Norman stuff that came after. Right. That after he came back. So I mean it was good to have Norman back on the back on the plate when the Spider-Man movie came, which has not aged well, mind you. I watched the first two Spider-Man movies in the Andy's giving Spider-Man one is not as good as I remember it. Spider-Man two is yeah. two's aged really well. Mm. Spider-Man one, mm, 
It's not bad. I still I great. still stand by Spider-Man 2 is my favorite Spider-Man movie. I can I can I will listen to that argument. It's really good. It's a really good movie. It's it's the first time I felt like because Spider-Man's okay, but he feels more like especially that fight scene on the subway feels like a Spider-Man fight scene. The Raimi the Raimi Spider-Man never the Peter stuff is very Peter, but the Raimi Spider-Man never really feels like Spider-Man to me. You know, like 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 Toby is so like not quippy, not like right. Yeah, that's writing fun. too. Yeah, no, it is, but it is. And again, that's like that's my flaw with the 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 Raimi Spider-Man series in itself. And again, I don't think like I think the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man feels more like Spider-Man, but Tom Holland's Spider-Man is Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't argue with that, but I just yeah. love. Oh, I love this. the movie too. It's so good. Alfred Molina is great. Yes. Yeah. He's uh, and there's such a great character arc with him and he's like a sympathetic villain and he's so he bring like as we saw Willem Dafoe was the right choice for the Green Goblin he he got to do a good performance in the last spider well his face was the goblin i mean like they did that, why, him. He why yeah why him. why did they put that helmet on the the only problem i still have with with the second movie the only problem i oh god you guys are frozen up the only problem i have oh we're waiting the, yeah, the only problem I have with the second movie is that the whole, oh man, I feel depressed. I lost my power because I'm depressed. But that that's from the comics. That's right out of the comics. That's, I, I, but I that's know, also but Peter still... Parker. Like he has panic attacks. Like that's yeah. what kind of makes him the most everyman superhero. Is his stuff didn't work because he lost his confidence in himself. Yeah, that's right from the comics. That's right out of the comics. It's that's biological take process it, is just stop. take it up. Hey man, do you ever have a panic attack? Yes. Yes, your biological processes kind of stop. Yes, stuff doesn't work. Stuff doesn't work the way it no, should. No, no, you, you kind of stop and you go down. But like uh, you know, I don't know. But, I, like I can still like. You have a walk. problem with that? Take it up with. Was it Stan who wrote Spider-Man Stan. No More? That's yeah. Stan. That's Stan Lee. That's Lee and Ramita, my man. Yep, I know that. Again, I knew it was Ramita. Let's talk about. We joked about. What did we joke about earlier? Erections and whatnot, and you know. Uh, uh, well, like, hey, man, sometimes stuff doesn't work because you're just not feeling it. <laughs> and you've psyched yourself out. Uh, you missed last week. There was a lot of erection talk. I missed it. <laughs> love love boner talk. Ooh, episode title. So we've gone long. So so anyway, we let's bring it back real quick to Guardians holiday special. Okay, so we talked to Kevin Bacon, we talked Drax. We got and... it. It's a 45 minute show. We got it. We covered it all. I'm trying to think, is there anything like no? I mean, yeah, we got I mean, it all. It's, it's, not it's... Much much to talk about it's like this is only 45 minutes you're in and out i mean you know i kind of feel like maybe the brother sister thing might play into the third movie could i could see yeah. it. i'd like to see if in the third movie bucky's walking around without his arm it's like they, they i mean they they there there were guys on youtube that were doing comparisons and it, it's not quite the same so maybe they took like a prototype or something okay or, like the, the the timing is all weird too like you got he got a new he got a he got a new arm in black pants and like a, right and and that's the original adventure soldier he has the black and gold arm now yeah he's right. got it that's his old arm how right. they found it i don't know i don't want to know i don't need to know the origin of how <laughs> nebula got bucky's old arm i'm just, just happy that rocket has it now it's just nebula you know took a trip to earth decided eh, i'm gonna be a little larcenous and i'll, I'll just doesn't you know, it doesn't matter it's <laughs> Was just that, funny but dude, she didn't she didn't get it for rocket because remember the whole gift giving thing was was spontaneous so it just had it had to be something that was just lying around and she decided to give it to him yeah it's true you're putting I'm, way too okay, much so i'm trying to, i'm seeing See, I'm trying to play this in my head. So 
Civil War. Oh God, please don't do this. It's a gag. Like it's <laughs> it's just a gag. He gets his arm ripped off in Civil War and was left at that wasn't it left at the facility where remember. the where Nemo matter. took them and it they had doesn't, the It doesn't matter. It's a you joke. know there are nerds out there. That I are, know I'm trying to not have us be those nerds. I'm really trying. Attaching all the, the points to go, wait a minute, the arm was ripped oh. off here and then was it picked up by the Wakandans or was it left behind and did Gil and then Nebula search for it? <laughs> now wait a minute, but he wanted the arm, remember? Yeah, yeah. He did he want the arm, that's he a joke. The arm in yeah, yeah. He wanted the arm in Endgame. Arm in Infinity like, War. Infinity War, and he's like, "No, I'm gonna I get my that arm. arm." And he got, and he did get the arm. It's the perfect <laughs> Christmas gift for Rocket. That's all yep. it is. It's a joke. It's a joke. That means Nebula <laughs> searched for years to get him the arm. No, no, it had to be some. Nebula did... loves Rocket, right? But she, but she didn't know Nebula that she was going to do a Christmas Rocket. thing. It had to be something she had already took. Guys, we're putting way too much thought into this already. I, I'm begging us to steer back. Yep. No, no, we must figure this out. Nah. If it's the last thing we do, I'll just enjoy it. Thank you. <sighs> All right, fine. <laughs> we'll we'll let that rest. All right, I is good. I mean, what more can you say about it? I mean, Nothing. go watch it. Yeah, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. I mean, we've spoiled it for you at this point. So, <laughs> yeah, cool, excellent. I love when they're bringing. The, I will say that when they're bringing the gift out, and he's and he's in the box. And he's like, oh, what'd you guys do? And then when he realizes it's moving and there's someone there's like, what did you guys do? It's just like stuff like that. It's just, I, it's just perfect delivery. It was really good. Man, yeah, it's great stuff. All right. We're not going to score it because it was a special. I don't think unless you want to. I love it. Go watch it. Yeah, go watch it. It's, it's well worth it. It's a yeah. high score. Definitely. <laughs> hey, look at that. We agree this week. Yay. Hey, it is a Christmas miracle. There you go. All right. Well, let's wrap it up with either what did you learn on the podcast this week or any recommendations? And John, you can go first. Wednesday. Oh my God. I was going to watch it today and I, I, I did not get a chance yet. It, it, I, it's brilliant. I love it. I watched, I, I shotgunned it in two days with the nephews and even they loved it. And I'm talking like even an eight year old is sitting there with me watching it. And it's just like, you know, they, they loved it. Like it's hard to get three boys, you know, 12, 10 and, or no, 14, 14, 12 and eight. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to get them to sit and watch anything together. Cause they, their, mm-hmm. you know, interests are so disparate. No, they all loved it. And, and we couldn't stop. It's like, you know, it would end. It's like, we got to have dinner. No, no, no more. Okay. They were giving up food to watch this. Okay. Next, next episode, you know, just, we shotgun the whole thing in two days. It's really good. Cool. All right. GD. I watched a quick little documentary today on YouTube site called a channel called comic tropes. It was, why did DC, it's just a name. It says, why did DC's new 50? And it was just this quick half hour examination of the new 52. Man, I, it was probably the last time I was really excited to be a, a Wednesday comic fan. And then it quickly fuddled out. Because like there was no steam behind anything. Yeah. So it was a really good documentary on an era of comics that was really interesting. But much like we talked about earlier with Star Wars and with uh, something else, else we talked about that related into it, there just wasn't enough planning or Clone Wars. There just wasn't enough planning behind this big thing. They had this big event, but they really didn't have the planning behind it. And right. you know, it's 
DC hasn't quite caught up to where it was since then. You mean yeah, Clone Saga, that. not the Clone Wars. Clone Saga, pardon me. <laughs> don't don't that's something that's something different. Don't confuse your clones. <laughs> Lots of people like the Clone Wars. All right. Well, I will recommend that you go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media at the top of the page, comic reviews by our good friend Chris, and so much more. I other than that, I don't really I this week got away from me and I didn't watch anything. I was gonna watch Wednesday. So I'm going to double John's recommendation. Go watch Wednesday. Maybe we'll talk about it next week if JD gets a chance to watch it. <laughs> I doubt. Gonna <laughs> it's not going to happen. No interest. Don't you like the Adams Family? I do like the Adams Family, but I mean, we're at school this week. And, you know, it's just last week, if you just said, hey, watch the Adams, I would have been able to do it. But because I watched House of the Dragon. Oh, by the way, House of the Dragon, really good. Go watch that. So, <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, Darn on time, that so. note, <laughs> yeah. as always, thanks for listening. And don't let you keep caught in the door. Have a good week.